0: Welcome to Popmosis... Oh, shit. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> <You can>
1: rewind. <laughs> rewind. Okay. <You> can rewind. <laughs> okay. I'm... Paul's going to be like, Welcome to Josiah is right. No, wait. I know
0: exactly what <laughs> Go ahead. I'm, I think I'm ready. Welcome okay. to Dateline. <laughs> <laughs> Dateline NBC.
1: <laughs> What's on the silver screen? I got some takes you wouldn't believe. Hi,
0: welcome to Pop Moses film. This is Paul. I have my Tyler and Josiah with me. You have your Tyler and Josiah. Oh shit! No, this is staying in.
1: my Tyler. It's not your Tyler. He's my Tyler. Take my Tyler. He's my Tyler. Finally,
2: somebody finally somebody wants me after my parents left me on the side
0: of the road.
1: Daddy, dada. I
0: had to narrate my final project, and I, I kept on doing the same thing. I had to like build an animatic, and I was like narrating it and everything work from a script. Paul, gotta work from <laughs> a script. Oh, I know. Okay, let's do. Let's try that again. No, I'm Sorry. keeping that absolutely. Oh, wait, no, we're, yeah, we're perfect. keeping going. Yeah,
1: Paul. Can cut I, this part out oh, where we oh, talk about right. keeping
0: okay. it, but you gotta
1: keep it, Paul. Okay, so I'm well, yours now.
0: What we're doing <laughs> is uh, True Lies. Uh, it's a movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Amazing. Wait, what? I'm so. I said I'm yours but now. Are you actually
1: oh, my Tyler? You're my Tyler. Not anybody else's Tyler. You're my that Tyler. That sounds like that's how Penny, my three year old, talks about stuff. It's like, my Elmo. It's like, <laughs> Alex, oh, my Elmo. You...
0: <laughs> I'm wanted. Finally. Are you really recording all yeah.
2: the? Oh, a thousand percent.
0: <laughs> so yeah, the movie we watched was True Lies. Uh, it came out in 1994. Josiah, go ahead and
1: go over the specs, production info. Stuff. Sure thing. I'm just uh, feeling a little hurt that I'm not my Josiah. My, you're my Josiah too. Uh, (laughs) Hey, uh, hey,
2: Josiah, can you please tell us about my true lies?
1: (laughs) It's true lies belongs to all people. So it is directed by James Cameron, who also has a screenwriting credit. And it is actually based on Le Total, a French film from 1991. And the director and the writers are I don't want to butcher their names, they're all French names. They actually are credited as screenwriters because of the original film. So even Oh though, wow,
2: that's something yeah. that doesn't happen very often. Good for James
1: Cameron. No, yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, so he credited them, uh James Cameron. But apparently like James Cameron wrote it and he actually brought in like other writers to try to help punch up the humor, but he wasn't liking what they were doing, and he just tried to do it himself. I I I read there was like one exception where he kept like one joke that one of the writers pitched him, but he uh credited the original guys. It stars Arnold as Harry Tasker, Jamie Lee Curtis as Helen Tasker, Tom Arnold as Albert Gibson, and um other people. Charlotte <laughs> Eliza, Eliza Dushku. <laughs> yeah, Eliza Dushku yep. as the daughter. So, uh, and... uh oh, Tom Arnold. Dana, Tom, 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 actually mentioned Tom Arnold. He was, he's one of the three people in my notes. Can, um, Tom can, we, can Arnold, we please
2: give, like, credit to Art Malik because I, he was he phenomenal. He's the villain. He yes. is so good. He,
1: he is, good? and I, 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 you know, it's funny, I didn't write him down in my notes, I don't know why, because he carries this film from that side, and I read how he was kind of in a bad way. He owed a lot of money in taxes, because he hadn't been able to pay his tax cuz he wasn't working he hadn't worked for like 2 years leading up to this. So this film like saved him financially and his career yeah. and things. So good for him. So real quick before we give him more credit we'll get on that. July 15th, 1994 this film came out and I remember this being a huge huge film. It was budget-wise the first $100 million picture actually at that point in it the uh, $115 million budget specifically. It opened at 26 million in the United States it made 146 million and globally $379 million. It was a big movie back then. It was Arnold riding very high, even though he kind of came off a couple of misses with like last action hero and stuff, but still just this is like two or three years after Terminator 2, so he's sort of at his peaks of his action power. It is produced by Cameron and Stephanie Austin, who also produced Terminator 2, Long Kiss Goodnight, Sahara, some other action movies of that sort of era, even though Sahara is a bit later. Yeah. But action movies of that era. So that's the people behind the My True Lies. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah, it came out in 1994.
0: And like you said, it sandwiched uh, Terminator 2. And um, uh, it, I mean, in terms of like with James Cameron, sandwiched uh, Terminator 2 and, and Titanic. And I kind of see, in my opinion, I kind of see it as like the last great Schwarzenegger action film. Because everything after this, like Junior, Eraser, Batman, and Robin – I'm sorry. Like Twins, is, Twins
2: is my favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger, um, um, you know, action film of all time. I don't know what you're talking about.
0: Him and Danny DeVito <laughs> wrecking shit <laughs> up. Cobb,
1: that's an action film too. Kindergarten Cop. Oh, there's some action elements. But
0: yeah, I always <laughs> see like this is like the last like great Schwarzenegger action film. This
1: is almost in a way though, like Paul, you're saying like as I was watching, this is kind of like the last great action comedy of that era.
0: Yeah, like, I agree with it,
1: that. It, it, it's really bad. there was. None. I mean, not the same anyway. Like I mentioned Sahara, which is kind of sort of vaguely in that category. And that's 2005, I think the movie came out. And I'm not uh, crazy about that film, but that's sort of trying to be that kind of action comedy type thing. And that movie still exists, but this was sort of the end. Really, it's almost like in a sense, this is the last action movie of the 80s, even though it came in 1994. (laughs) And I think
0: what I really liked about it is like, it really balances the action and and the, the comedy really well. And, like, it, you know, all the moments of levity in there, like, really kind of, uh, like, punctuate the action. Like, for instance, like, at the, um, uh, when a year, he, like, he goes into the bathroom, and one of the terrorists follows him. And it's, like, really tense, because you see the, the terrorists, like, looking at him, you know, he's going to, like, he's going to do something. And, uh, and meanwhile, you see, like, this old man in the toilet, you know,
1: just kind of like, sitting there, just, and, uh, that, that old man there, in the toilet, by the way. I'm like, is that James Cameron today? Um, yeah, it looks like his <laughs> dad. Look at that guy. Or something like that. It's but, not his dad. Uh, I looked it up, though. But he totally looks like he could be James Cameron, like, now. Like, yeah. 30 years later. <laughs> and so the whole time... So this this terrorist
0: comes in, and he, like, he's trying to... He's, he goes up to Arnold Schwarzenegger, or Harry, and he, like, takes a gun, and he's about to shoot him in the head. And then he, like, dodges real quick, and they have a big fight between the two of them. And, like... He knocks a terrorist into the the stall with the with the, the old guy there, and he's like holy shit what's what's happening and like the whole time there's this like crazy intricate like action scene while there's like this guy in the toilet, and then the aftermath of it is like you see everything just wrecked, all destroyed, yeah, and you know the the guy comes out with his like pants you know on his ankles and looks out like holy shit, like what happened around me and i like I like little moments like that that like really punctuate the action. Like the really great moments, of comedy. I mean, and, I, I know
2: uh, I know Tom Arnold's not like really, you know, a big hot person in Hollywood or really any or anywhere, but like I love Tom Arnold in this film. I thought I thought he was so quick and funny and great. Like, and I, I, I love uh, Bill Paxton in this film too. I, I think like that to me, that's comedy. Good. Even
1: and Tom Arnold, he like he's 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 the comic relief, obviously. But he even punctuates the very end of the film, like at the very 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 end, where he's like communicating, you know, when the, the they're tangoing at the, as the creditor about the role, he's like, next time, you know, you stay in the van. And boom, and then the movie, like, actually yeah. ends. Yeah, it's yeah, like, I, that tells you something sure. that, that in this big Arnold at, co- action movie, that, that comedy guy, Tom Arnold, gets that last line. And whatever you think of Tom Arnold, he is great in this. He makes this movie, really. And especially, I remember watching it in the 90s. He was a character. Like, sure, you enjoyed seeing Arnold do all the crazy action stuff, but – Tom Arnold was the character that you would quote back and repeat because yeah. he has all those great lines. Can, can I say something then,
2: I did not know that was Charlton Heston as the head of the of the uh, the security um, force, like
1: Omega Force. By the way, Charlton Heston was the Omega Man in the seventies. Um, I had zero idea. He's totally idea that Nick that was Fury, him. by the way. Totally Nick Fury. 100 yeah.
2: percent Nick Fury. That is insane. I had zero idea that was him. That's sad. <laughs>
0: So the funny thing about Tom Arnold at the time, he was uh, getting divorced from Roseanne and you, you mean uh, making the best decision of his life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and the thing is, like the studio didn't want him. They were like, you know, who is this guy? He, he's on his way out. He's he's not, you know, he's not really fit to be in this movie. But James Cameron saw the chemistry between him and Schwarzenegger and totally vouched for him and said, you know, I wouldn't do this movie if if you don't take if you don't get Tom Arnold in it from this movie they actually became really good friends Arnold Schwarzenegger and Tom Arnold oh that's awesome because they had this like such great chemistry to, with each other and uh, I almost wish that they did more movies together to be yeah. honest
1: yeah that would have been nice
0: like yeah. man uh,
1: but I think the problem is like I'm like glancing through my notes one of the things that this movie really reminds me though and why it's sad is two things I wish so badly that the next film that James Cameron almost made after this was, was his going to be possibly his planet of the apes. Cause this is right around the time. He was also developing his Spider-Man, which very, that's actually his original script changed a whole lot, became the one they shot with Tobey Maguire. He was developing that. He was developing planet of the apes with Arnold. And I think that would have been a nineties planet of the apes with Arnold would have been just amazing. Awesome. Would have been, that should have been the last eighties action movie right there, but that obviously didn't happen. But part of it makes me sad. is like, I hope that, uh, James Cameron could say, okay, I don't need to make all these Avatar movies and do something with Arnold because James Cameron's the only one who can get real performances out of Arnold. With a few exceptions, there's some yeah. other things like Conan, um, John Milius really draws something out in him. There's a couple other things where Arnold's decent, particularly some of the later things like Maggie was an interesting film with him and from like 2015 or so. But James Cameron really knows how to get the best out of him in terms of every way like terminator 2 like arnold is brilliant in that and it's because james cameron knows what he's dealing with and he crafted an entire character around the limitations of the man as an actor and this movie plays on it in a different way because arnold can be this great charming guy but not always the best actor so you give him that foil like a tom arnold like it's just so brilliant and i wish I would love to see something with you know, like you said, it's too bad that James Cam I'm sorry, not James Cameron, that Arnold and Tom Arnold Schwarzenegger and Tom Arnold. Like never worked together. <laughs> Arnold <laughs> and <laughs> Arnold. They never worked together again. But at the same time, I'm like, well yeah, but if they would have worked together without James Cameron, uh, would it have been as good? It would have been like another uh, name any of those later nineties action movies that Arnold did
0: that. I mean we talking you
2: about the sixth day was a was a masterpiece. <laughs> I'm kidding. God, that was so bad.
0: End <laughs> yeah, of that's, days. That's the thing. What really kind of makes me sad about how James Cameron always wants to do like another avatar, like he wants to do like 13 avatars or something like that, is that, man, that's like the least interesting James Cameron. Like the more interesting James Cameron is the one that collaborates with Schwarzenegger, you know, and makes Terminator 2 or (laughs) makes True Lies, you know, or like makes Titanic. Like I, I like that version of James Cameron, not no, the and one. I, I not,
1: and I liked Avatar. I'm not an Avatar yeah, hater. Yeah, I'm, not, a, I'm not an Avatar hater. I don't. Hater at all. I don't need like ten Avatars though. Yeah. <laughs> I just think it's, it's like I want to. I would love to see him. Like James Cameron. Like after Titanic, he got so into like trying to raise the actual Titanic and all that stuff that he went this other direction and developing like weird scuba technology. Like like his, like that. I just want him to make a good action movie. Like. And, and like an earthbound one rather than one set on Navi or whatever that planet is. Yeah, I mean Avatar as a concept for one
0: movie is fine, but when you wanna saddle like ten movies on that one concept, it doesn't really work.
1: And I'm if, sure they'll still be good. I, I don't I don't think they'll be bad. He's 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 very talented on a lot of levels, James Cameron, but I just Yeah, sure. I wanna see other stuff personally. So Yeah, I mean I would so, love
2: to see a Tom Arnold, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and um, and James Cameron movie again. I mean, you know, I I, I don't
1: know. It, it's just well, this original crew almost made with the original cast, including Tom and Arnold or Arnold and Arnold, however you want to put it. They were going to come back for a sequel that would have released in like the early two thousands, probably two thousand two ish, three, four, somewhere in that range. But after nine eleven, they decided not to do it being that this had the villains as Arab terrorists. yeah, And it kind of, well, that was kind of the, it, throughout the nineties, especially, that was the villain in Hollywood. Um, James Cameron has said he just was looking for generic terrorists. And that was what he went with. Cause they were like something jihad, crimson jihad or something like that in the movie. Yeah, in but jihad. And they're not really religious, but vaguely so, you know, it doesn't really, they're not say it doesn't say they're Muslim, but it's, it's one of those things that you can't, you couldn't make the movie quite like that no, now. Yeah. What, I mean, yeah. Like, what's it now? Yeah, like, I mean, he's a he, bad guy. I mean, he's a he's
2: a you know he's a spy. Like, they don't have to be. I don't know. It's whatever. Yeah.
1: Well, like it's it's or you have like sort of the 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 the.
2: Yes, I agree.
1: <laughs> you have the diehard version where you have like a, essentially like a group of terrorists or you have like G.I. Joe where Cobra. It's just this group of people who are trying to take over the world and they're not any one race so you can't like profile or base the... Because it's it gets tricky no matter what when you're doing that in a film. It, it's just, oh... It, and especially in the 90s, a lot of movies, these were the bad guys. That was just that at that time. But before that, it was like the Russians or whoever, like it's always sort of whatever that other group is. And yeah. and it just, but that's, I mean, it doesn't, it kind of, you can, I, I would wonder what it'd be like to watch this film today and having never seen it, what would you view their, the, the terrorists, the bad guys in this movie?
0: Yeah. I mean, the thing that stands out with me about this movie is that, like, first of all, like the whole, all the concepts are kind of like outdated, you know, yeah. like, Like you're saying, but what really stands out to me is how like well the action scenes are choreographed and like how the camera doesn't like swing wildly, do a bunch of jump cuts. Like you you know exactly who the villain is, who the hero is, and you get a a good sense of like the surroundings and the space, and the action is like really easy to follow, and it's not like obscure. And so all the set pieces are like really well done. And that's a thing that really I feel like this is like all the action se- sequence are like oh, of a bygone error when they james, they
1: james Cameron though he knows how to like modern action is so edited and so overly edited but James Cameron knows how to cut and shoot action yeah. like that's been his hallmark throughout his whole career that he knows how to stage it he's writing it from the uh, one of the my favorite scripts is actually the screenplay for Terminator to Judgment Day. If you actually read the script, particularly the third act where that starts up? So all the action that happens, James Cameron writing that script, he laid it all out so that everything that happens, it's all in that script. And yeah. whenever I read these things, I always try to find like a shooting script version as opposed to like those ones they publish later that are often based on what's produced. Yeah. And this film, it lays out the action so well that you can read it on the page. And when you when you know it that well on the page, you can shoot it. Like they always say like a good screenwriter Can draw your eye to the page in a way so that the writer is as they're writing it. If the director is reading it, they've instantly visualized the shot the way the writer would want it visualized. Yeah. If you're a really good writer, and James Cameron, obviously being the writer, uh, he I think he co-wrote that one, but being the writer and the director, it's there already, automatic, and it's in the pages. And he, that one thing about this movie is the particularly the early action sequences. Man, they're so. So perfect. Like that bathroom sequence, that whole exchange from that bathroom all the way through the chase up the elevators. It's just such <laughs> a perfect sequence. Yeah. I love it. It's so and you fun. never lose sense of where you are, which is a really impressive thing in an action movie. I yeah.
0: love it. How it chases him on a horseback and then he takes the horse through the
1: hotel, which is the bon Venture in downtown LA, by the way, if anybody's ever oh. been to that hotel. Yeah. And then he like, <laughs> goes into the elevator with the horse and
0: there's these like two like this elderly couple, and they're like, "Hey, say something and it's like, "Oh, a nice horse you have there yeah. they're like, <laughs> so, so they're all confined the little space and then he likes he gives he gives the evil eye to the to the lead terrorist or whatever yeah. great through the, scene. through the elevator, and then uh you know they go up all you know like it's easy to track everything that happens. and like he goes up and then the the terrorist guy he like drives off the roof with his motorcycle and then You know, he tries to follow him on horseback, and the horse like, oh, shit, and stops, and he, like, you know, falls back, and it's like, I
1: like moments of levity like that. And that's a great moment, too, because when that that build, the music really swells as he starts to ride the horse, and it builds up with that expectation that this horse, and he's going to fly across, and it's, no, the horse just dead stops. (laughs) It's just, like, the needle on the record kind of skipping a moment. It's just (laughs) brilliant. And even though I'd seen it knew that was coming, it still it wor- it still
2: works yeah, i've it's, seen this
0: movie it's a, it's a great time. bit <laughs> honestly a great bit and uh you know uh, it's funny the, the the opening really reminds me a lot of uh, the first mitrigger solid where he's like in in the ice or like he's in the water and he's like uh you know getting in through the gate and he comes out with a scuba gear it reminds me a lot of like the first mitrigger solid um and then i like when he's at the party and he goes up to random people was like hey, it's nice to see you again. And like, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> like, who? It reminded me a lot of Austin Powers, you know, when he's in the casino. And it's like, there you are. And like kind of weirding people out.
1: Well, like I like it's the joke where if you have like, you know, James Bond works because a lot of times, even though the actors are these handsome kind of men, they're, they're guys that blend into those situations. Yeah. Whereas when you have Arnold as essential, because he really, especially at the beginning of this movie, it is Arnold as James Bond. You know, he comes in like Jane, like Sean Connery coming up through the water and. He goes into the party and you know he pulls off a sweatsuit and he has the suit on under it, even though it would <laughs> never work. It's a great moment. And he goes into the party, and the how would Ar- how would Arnold blend in there? He can't like just be sneaky about it. He just is like, this like he, he's like, this food needs to go. Like he's just like bossing people around. It's like, okay, if that guy were there, he'd be that guy. Yeah. And it just he ma- finds a way to make it work in a kind of comical way, because it's so absurd that he would ever be that kind of spy. <laughs> so that you have to like make it just a little bit funny. And I think that, that what this movie does so well with the exception of a little bit of the action at the end, it gets a little bit cheesy that like when Jamie Lee Curtis, when Helen drops the machine gun, it tumbles out of the stairs and kills everybody. Like for me, like I-, I thought that was funny 15 years ago, but I watch it now. That's kind of stupid to me. And then um, a little bit later when he's fighting the main bad guy and he's on the plane and he slides back and like hits his balls kind of yeah. thing. like no <laughs> yeah, it's those the, moments Like we, we, were for the very, most part. we were
2: very simple in the 90s
1: yes <laughs> but for the most part I think that what it, the, those are like really two of the exceptions but for the most part it balances a kind of gritty real act, uh, like action that's also comical it's somehow comical and very real at the same time and I think that's a really almost an achievement in itself because yeah. you kind of in a lot of other movies it goes in one direction or the other
2: I, I, I think with this movie, like, uh, one thing, I, I just want to give a shout-out to, like, James Cameron always knew how to fuck with, um, or how to, you know, really, 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 really mess with Bill, Bill Paxton, and I love it. Like, every single movie, he just always yes, has the most yes. ridiculous lines and everything, and, like, him peeing his pants. Like, I, I feel like James Cameron just, like... <laughs> James Cameron's like, I need it, I need this character needs to pee his pants. Where's Bill Pax
1: uh call Bill Paxton in? <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny because like I whenever that happens, like I, I hear him as Hudson and Aliens like, game over, man, game over. Yeah. That that's what was in my head at that moment, because it's like essentially like James Cameron's like, how can we make Bill Paxton's character as cowardly as possible right yeah. now, and at least in, in in Alien, he gets to redeem himself by being tough at the end as they swarm the room, and he's like, "Come get some," but in this movie, no, Can't, not and, at all. Like,
2: and, uh, there's a lot of like, like, we'll carry on with like with the with the movie and doing like a breakdown, but like with this movie, I, I think it's like this movie, especially for in the '90s, had such a strong cast of with Arnold, Jamie. Tom and and Bill Paxton like alone like getting a recognition working with um you know Jamie Lee Curtis is right off of working doing Trading Places and a bunch of other good films and she's you know the Halloween series and whatnot household name Arnold Schwarzenegger I mean you know a few people knew who he was at this time I'm just kidding and uh (laughs) but you know this movie was so good and Jamie Lee Curtis is so good in this film as the housewife who turns into like a badass and um i I love the dynamic and everything of like the realism but also being cartoony at the same time where they're like the perfect family where like she's just so overtly like like just perfect and then this whole like like you know you meet jamie lee curtis and you're just like oh she's just a generic housewife number one and then everything comes in with bill paxton and, and you see that she's like this like and then you get more we're just like oh man she's not a housewife she's kind of mean so well, she's cheating on him and then you just get more and more into it and you're just like she's a badass she's like she's just getting well, up everything but like, to help I love the it
1: what her 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 sort of badassness though which is really cool to me <laughs> it comes from her being a wife and mother yeah. And I think that was a really cool thing that that's what's empowering that her strength is actually she loves Harry. She loves her daughter. Yeah. Like sure she was she was tempted by simon because of no but that, that was the whole she wasn't it. she wanted to save the country but, which no, is exactly, like, I mean, the opposite of what most but there's like, a part where he where she <laughs> says to the coworker, well he's a little cute or something like that yeah so there is that level of temptation because obviously harry is so wrapped up in what he's doing that he's neglecting her and he doesn't see that until he manipulates her because he you know i mean until he uh you know plays the big Thing where they invade and get and they're interrogating. He doesn't realize it. That interrogation scene, she is so good in that scene where she seems like that. She she starts off as that that cowardly woman. That when there's a threat to her family, essentially, she's smashing the window. Yeah, like that is such a great sequence of like showing where her power is and like how it's different. It's what feminine power can be and strength can be as you know as a mother having my being married and having little girls like that's something I say okay that's the kind of mom I want Judy to be. I mean Judy's a different person, she's not going to smash a window but the the fight for your family kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Is. yeah. And it's cool how that's where her strength come from. And then it, and I think the the kind of turn is then for the character of Harry, he sees that and he realizes why he's doing what he's doing is protecting the country and being a spy is because of his family, for his family. And then but he, he realizes he, it, that
2: that is that his wife is like the biggest badass in the world. Yeah. Oh, exactly. She's so cool. <laughs> oh, I I actually think I think Jamie Lee Curtis I I really, really do think that Helen Tasker is my favorite
0: character of the film. Yeah. She's I mean she's fantastic. I mean I love I love. The, I
1: still got to be- say Tom Arnold. Just he he steals the show. Well, I think you're right though. I would say Tom Arnold steals the show, but she's probably the best character. Tom Arnold's like Chris
2: Hemsworth in Ghostbusters, where he steals all the scenes, but he's not the best part of the film. Oh, man. I really, I really, I really, like, I really like that Ghostbusters movie. But I'm just saying, like, I mean, oh I, wow, I love, I love Chris. That's full of
0: discussion again, too. I love Chris and Wick. I love Chris I'm and so much. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I really like the scene where where she's dancing. And uh, you know, he has a tape recorder and then she's like dancing, but she's kinda like a little bit awkward and like she drops that little, you know, chip and then puts it in her mouth yeah. or whatever.
1: Yeah, the whole sequence is a little... and then I like it when uh I like even before that though, where she's like doesn't know how to be Like, she's obviously an attractive woman. There's a scene, there's a a little subtle thing early where it shows her working out on an exercise bike, but she's in, like, a big frumpy sweats. Yeah. So she's, Mm -hmm. like, it's a little, it's a smart, it's smart storytelling and filmmaking where you you tease, okay, this is someone who tries, but you don't, she doesn't show it. Yeah. And she's, like, very bookish and withdrawn, and she doesn't show it. And obviously, Harry's character, he's pretending to be that computer tech guy that he wants to see that (laughs) he wants to see that sexy side and but she doesn't know how to show it and like when she shows up she has like the dress with all the big ribbons on it and she like rips all that stuff off as she's trying to like she she shows all these things like she has to like chain like she's got to figure it out and it's just
0: the water from the vase and like you know slicks her hair back and puts some like water in her boobs is all like that like yeah that's a great see what she's preparing and then yeah but, I, but just like, like, but like but I mean, it's,
1: she, she, it's funny how it, it also shows her character i think that's yeah. what it is great it's it's, it's kind of comical but it's also it fits the story it shows her character it's it just and it also shows character growth
2: to be honest it finally shows it where she's just kind of like, like like what you're saying is like and that's phenomenal storytelling and just like, like little, little little things that they're planting it's just like yeah like she's very insecure and she's and she's she's closed off and she, or you know with like with expressing herself either like you know uh physically or um you know or just really in any shape or form and then like with just a little bit of like meeting somebody that she thinks works for the government to being kidnapped and being put onto a mission you know it's like and doing this is like she's finally growing and and like seeing more and more and more and so is harry and like i don't know to me i find it i find that scene great character development and also Really badass. I think it. I think it. I think it's empowering and it's awesome. Like it's just awesome. I love that scene. And,
0: and that's the thing. That's why I think this movie works so well is because we care about the characters and we know so much about them and like they are fully realized people, you know. Yeah. And so everything, all these action sequences, all the humor works because you generally care about these characters. And uh, like I, I particularly like the sequence when um the you know the terrorist like he escapes. And he has a machine. He jumps out the window, right? Yeah. Uh, jumps out a window, and, like, he uh, – and Tom Arnold's there. He's like, this is a freeze. And, uh, you know, the terrorist's about to shoot his, his machine gun, and he hides. Uh, Tom Arnold hides behind, like, a pole and, like, doesn't get hit at all. And he's like, oh, shit. Oh, thank God. And then, like, check, he checks his crotch, you know, like, <laughs> make sure everything is there. And the terrorist runs out, and it's like, I like how they have moments of action like that with, like, you know – funny bits of comedy kind of interspersed in there, but everything works so well because again, like we care about the characters and like want to make sure that they get through the story. Um, This movie reminds me a lot of hot fuzz in where Hmm. have like technically like the frame of an action movie with really great comedic moments and like you have really great comedy. That's kind of like um, playing on the action movie tropes. But also in its own right, it's a great action movie. So this this movie feels a lot like Hot Fuzz to me in that way, because of that. Well Hot
1: Fuzz would feel like this movie. Oh I guess, like, yeah, I guess <laughs> I yeah. opposite. I mean Hot Fuzz is literally it exists because of these movies. That's what Hot Fuzz is. So it's yeah. because of fuzz. that.
0: <laughs> but I think I think it's 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 one thing to like comment or make fun of, you know, a certain genre or or like certain tropes in a genre. It's another thing to do those tropes really well yourself, you know, and I think that's what both those movies kind of are yeah about.
1: well, there's a difference between parody and what this is, which is an action comedy, which is what hot fuzz is too it's it's yeah. It still pays tribute quite literally to a lot of those other films, but it's it's fundamentally an action comedy. It's more broad comedy yeah. than the comedy in this, but it's still an action comedy. Like, so you have the whole big, you set up Harry as an agent, you get some of his home life, you get some of the, a lot of like 90s hunting terrorist type stuff, you get the big action chase sequence, and then all of a sudden that kind of stops because Harry shows up to what Helen's work and finds out that there's this Simon guy. And he starts pursuing that and ignoring everything else, and you almost forget about the terrorist stuff because that plot is so engaging. Where this this horrible used car salesman is manipulating <laughs> the wife, and he's just this great, ridiculous character. Where, the, but yet, just seems kind of real. Like you can, you've, we've all met that guy and hate him, but he's real, unfortunately. <laughs> And then after that, the the whole sequence in the hotel and the striptease, bam! The terrorists come right back in. Yeah. So right when there's gonna, it's it's such a brilliant moment where when they realize when uh, when Helen realizes that Harry after she cracks him with the phone and stuff, which is just great. She, uh, they break in the terrorists and they can like like wait what? And then boom, they're captured and they're having to deal with their essentially their marital strife while being oh, yeah. captured by the terrorists. <laughs> And it it just makes those sequences where instead of just the cliche of they've gotten captured by the bad guys, it's it's just perfect because they have to hash it out but at yeah, some point.
2: It, the movie like grasps onto like irony like so much where you are just like yeah, this is like an action movie and everything like that, and then it just and then just quick cut over to family time and like and and more, and then it goes back to action scene and then back to. Oh, it's like oh, is she cheating or is she not cheating? Back to these people want to you know destroy the world, and back to over here where it's just like oh, he was a used car salesman. This sucks, and my husband, and blah blah. blah. And then then it's just like cut again where they're just kidnapped, like where it's just you don't expect it, and it's like it's just the exact opposite of everything that you want, or that you kind of going into. Yeah,
1: everything you expect exactly, (laughs) everything that you've been trained to want. It plays on all those things and kind of puts a little twist on it and, it, which puts, is why it's and like, it puts
2: like brilliant tropes into it as well and plays it off and then becomes like quasi meta in, in in a way as well and that which i like
0: i like that scene after he discovers um that uh she met with simon where they're at the din- were, they're having dinner and uh she's like talking about her day and you just like the, the all the all the dialogue like drowns out, and you just focus on Arnold's eyes <laughs> and it gives us like total evil eye like like if I, I think if I saw that in person, I'd probably like shit myself I like, know, right like, yeah I know the like, like intense stare and then the, and then the dialogue comes back in, and then after she gets like um after the interrogation scene, they have another dinner scene, and she's talking about her day about like what happened um. And her cover story is, like, you know, very thin. And so Arnold's is asking questions, and she's, like, you know, trying to put the, the gravy <laughs> on the mashed potatoes. And, and she's, like, really nervous. And I like, you know, I like little moments like that that kind of punctuate their relationship and, uh and then another thing... Where is... he's
2: upset about her lying to him when he lies to her every day. <laughs> like... Yeah. Like,
1: <laughs> and, and, and I think you, what you see is it's a great storytelling, again, because there's a scene earlier where the, the cigarette pack thing that has the camera in it that's in yeah. the glasses and he sees uh, his daughter Dana stealing money from his wallet. His family's dishonest to him because he's dishonest to his family. Yeah. So he's not honest with them, so there's 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 they're not open to each other. And obviously, that is to the detriment, which is great because, you know, obviously we're not a spy, but you can relate to that aspect. When you're not truthful <laughs> and honest with the people closest to you, it's gonna harm your relationship. And Just, sure, Josiah, are you a spy that's that's covering
2: as a podcaster? Is that what's happening? <laughs>
1: I wish. <laughs> <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. If I if I deny it, then it makes it too obvious. But if I confirm it, then I'd be lying Same as well. <laughs> If I was a spy, Judy would know it. I'll guarantee you that. My <laughs> wife would definitely know it. I don't know about anybody else in the world, so...
2: All I know is that my Paul is not.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, oh man! So cool.
0: <laughs> I, I I I things I
2: I love about this film is that like well again I brought him up earlier and um I do want to talk about him is that I I really. Really love the villain in this movie. Um, I don't think he is just one dimension. I think he's actually kind of cool, and like even the humor carries on even with him when they're making yeah. the video, and then the battery dies on him.
1: And yeah, like, like, like that was a great moment. That, but, like that's one of those things where like I kind of forgot about it until I watched it. this, and like, oh yeah, that's right. That's like hilarious. Yeah. Where he's like, we'll go doing get another, another one. Thing.
2: <laughs> and um, but like Art Malik is so he's so good, and he has the most captivating eyes. I've ever seen in my entire life. His eyes are so big and captivating. Like you feel his emotions so much. I don't know if you guys, but every time I watch this movie, I just get lost because his eyes like he's just see it so angry, but like, he just he's one of those faces that has big eyes and so you read him And like he he doesn't have to say anything and like, you just look at his eyes and they just say everything because they're just so big. And like he's so good. It's just, and it's just he really humanizes a character that Honestly, in Hollywood, especially around this time and after this time, um, forget to do is, you know, make your villains in these scenarios human. Like James Bond has a very big problem with this. Where yes, a lot of the characters are remembered, but like because of so wacky and weird like like Jaws and Odd Job, like nobody cares about them at all. They just like making references and they remember them because they're just so weird. Like the guy who knows his sh- his hat, the guy who has yeah, like, metal they're, teeth they're, for no reason are whatsoever
1: are parodied but they start out almost as a parody anyway yeah like it's so
2: yeah and so like
1: where i feel
2: like with with you know salim uh uh abu aziz i i like him i mean he's not he doesn't have like this master plan he has a big plan but like it's 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 doable it's a doable plan it's, it's kind of like you know the the terrorists in, in iron man had had a plan you know they had they had access to stuff and and whatever it wasn't like this full blown. I want to take over the world. I want to blow up the world. I want to you know I want to steal money from this big you know this big um, or I want like I want a trillion dollars and that's it. Like and I don't know. I, I to me this villain actually had ground like it was was grounded and um, I think he did a, a, a fantastic performance and he's been great in other stuff as well.
1: I think it's largely on his performance because there's not a lot that he's given to do. And it's not that like he's overly stereotyped. It's just that he's the bad guy in the movie. So he's just getting a little bit of less. And especially the the bad guys are kind of portrayed as much by Tia Carrera's character. Yeah. Right. She kind of is the first bad guy we meet. We don't know that she's a bad guy yet. And it's kind of uh, revealed that she's a bad guy in that moment where he slaps her in the face, reveals that, oh, he's the real bad guy. When right before that, we thought he was just one of her sort of peons or thugs working around the, that her little art gallery place. Yeah. But she's kind of the conduit too for it, so he doesn't get much to work with. And I think he does a lot with very little, Yes. like a lot. He, and he feels like a credible threat to Arnold, you know. And that's yeah. a you know, that's yeah, a totally. Well, he's not. A, yeah. So. yeah, yeah.
0: Go ahead, boss. So I was wondering, like, so I, don't, I have to say, T. Career, super hot. Like I. <laughs> I had, when, when I was, like, 12 or... Wayne's World 30, is, you know... Yeah, oh my god, Wayne's World and this. I had, like, such a huge crush on her. And, like, watching this, I was like, holy shit, I forgot how, like, gorgeous she is. She and, still uh, is
2: gorgeous, I too, mean, today.
0: What do you think of, of her as a villain?
2: I thought she was okay. I th- I, I actually think that they... It, it, it's weird. I think she's a great actress. Like, she's actually in uh, Legend of Korra and is a, is a great has a great part in Legend of Korra. She's a great voice actor and she's been good in other things. I don't think she was exactly that great. I think she was literally just the the face. And that was, and I, I don't know, her, her character was just kind of like bland, like, hi, I am successful and I'm going and to, and yet I'm going to turn on you. And like, this kind of character.
1: And, and I feel like her character was almost like kind of the weakest link too because it was almost as if she existed to then give Jamie Lee Curtis someone to sort of fight with that could then almost like kind of sort of be like a, a rival for Harry. Cause you know, they established that at the beginning of the movie that when he dances with her and the, but it just doesn't really land. She's really just almost like, I like how the idea of her character is a front for the terrorist that yeah. she's really the one that allows them to do what she does, but we don't know why she's doing it. We don't have a sense of, what's kind of that going on there. And I don't know that you need to, or really care because the rest of the movie works around it. So I think honestly, she's just kind of like there almost more as like a plot device than anything else.
2: Yeah. So it's unfortunate. I think she did the best she could. I don't think she did a bad performance. I just think it's a bad character.
0: I think she should have like, there's a sequence uh, right before the interrogation with that torturer guy or whatever, that old torture creepy guy. Yeah. And uh, she goes up to Harry and is like, oh, I, I really love the time we shared the, with each other. And while Jamie while, uh, um, Lee Curtis is like tied up right across from Arnold. And uh, I think they really should have elaborated on that. No, I, I, think, I, think the whole, I,
2: I think the whole thing, I think it was perfect. I think the whole thing was about lies and deception and overthinking. And I think that's what it was. I think if she... I think if she went over and just like made out with him like for like a long period of time, or like kept going. I think she wanted to kind of like have them, kind of like you know mentally, kind of just like really do it to themselves, so they try to break it down even more so and read it more into it and kind of do more of mental torture as opposed to like you know just doing that because she is, she doesn't have to prove herself anymore. They're gonna die. She's for all she knows, they're just gonna what, die in a second what, what, anyway.
0: The the thing is like, the scenes when she appears, like when they get captured and she appears out of the car, and they're on the plane. Like I think she should have had more dialogue to kind of like, oh okay, make make uh Jamie Lee Curtis question uh, Arnold's uh, you know fidelity, you know, and 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 say like, hey, remember the time we danced, you know danced a tango? You know, certain things kind of manipulate him a little bit to make him like. Yeah, to make her jealous. I think it would have gotten to a point where I've she did it so much
2: that Jamie Lee Curtis's character would have been like, "Okay, now I know you're full shit." Because. Because, like, a lot of people don't do Like, I don't, I wouldn't do that to somebody. If I'm, if I'm, like, trying to make somebody jealous, I'm not going to, like, go on and on and on. I'm just going to plant something, like, not saying that I do this at all, but I'm saying, like, what I would do is that, like, I would, like, just plant one thing and then just have them go crazy and obsess over that one thing. As opposed my to. My Tyler,
1: my Tyler would never do something like that. My, my Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I feel like I, I like the ideas, but I also feel like it doesn't need to happen. The, the yeah. character, serves the purpose because especially at that point what's what i'm more interested in is the relationship between and the stuff and the exchanges between helen and harry that's what i really like and want to see sure that what you're saying works but you you just maybe give a little teeny bit more of it but you don't need a lot of it i don't think i I feel like because it's really about their relationship as opposed to how she impacts their relationship that yeah. makes sense
0: i guess in terms of pacing my idea kind of like slows things down a little
1: bit yeah especially because this part of the movie does slow so, down significantly once yeah. it gets they captured i mean well once the breakout sort of starts then it keeps going but once they're captured it's there's a little bit of a lull i mean it works because there's character stuff but there's definitely a little bit of a lull until the yeah. breakout so.
0: by the way i love how uh uh, that the interrogator, that creepy interrogator, he goes to Arnold like, uh, I forgot what he asked him, but but Arnold's like, yeah, I'm gonna kill you first, yeah. and then I'm gonna like, grab a knife and throw it at that. He's guy. like, I'm gonna no, no he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna no he
1: no he's like, I'm gonna grab you, use you as your human shield, grab that forceps over there or whatever it is, you know, he's like that thing over there, throw it at him, and then slit your throat. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, how are you gonna do that? I picked
0: the cops so yeah. so, so, such a great <laughs> moment. Like no, and drugged Arnold is so good. He, yeah.
2: he he's so good in that like, sequence. Like, like I, again, I, I have to agree with you. James Cameron knows how to make Arnold Schwarzenegger know how or look like an actor. Where a lot of other totally people does. just can't. Like I love Arnold Schwarzenegger. I mean, well, I don't know about him politically. I won't say anything about his you know politicalness, but like um uh but I, I will say I do I, I do Like him, but you know him and Batman and Robin. He's great because he's so bad and he's so terrible. And uh, you know, I can't watch Six Day. I can't watch uh, End of Days. Like, but like you know, there's other like Jingle All the Way. I don't like Jingle All the Way. It's not a good movie. It's just because it's so over the top and he's so terrible. And like him and Sinbad have like no chemistry, even as like you know people who don't like each other, like even even as you know antagonists,
1: <laughs> like there's still no
2: even chemistry. They have whatsoever. so little
1: chemistry; they're not even good at playing people that dislike each other. Yeah,
2: exactly.
1: And like it, it's just
2: it's crazy. And so I love I love Arnold Schwarzenegger, but like man, I you know James Cameron really knows how to bring out the acting.
1: Yeah, like it's a real performance. Like in, if you watch Arnold in things with James Cameron versus anything, with like honestly, like as I think the big exception is uh, the first Conan with yeah, John. Yeah, I would Nowius. actually agree, I
2: would agree with, with Conan as well.
1: Um, and maybe like a few later things, but I think the later things are that film Maggie is a little bit different. There's performance there, but not.
2: I mean, I'm looking. It, I, I'm not seeing anything that's striking at because, me
1: because because yeah, but because if you, but especially with this kind of movie in the sort of action comedy, when Arnold is in those, if it's not James Cameron, it's just they're just not as good. He's yeah. not as good. Like when it, and not, like James Cameron is so good at everything that this movie does that those other movies, Arnold's not as good. The action's not as good. Nothing's as good. So it every level, it's just not as good. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah. Again, this cast—it's just because the cast is just so freaking good. Like you you just look at it. I mean, Bill Paxton just nailed it. Like, but also, I think he's just—he was one of the best.
0: I love that scene where he test drives that sports uh, car, and uh, they're test driving the sports car, and he's talking about how like (laughs) he he want to you know he wants us to do talent. Yeah, his plan. And then he, what? like, he focuses on Arnold's eyes, and then it zooms out, and then he, like, punches Bill Pax in the face. Yeah. And, him instantly. <laughs> it, like, cracks me up every time I see that scene. It's so well done. In <laughs> that hard cut back to reality is, like, it's like Yeah, is, is he's perfect. just talking. <laughs> and then he's, like, so angry, like, he's zooming in, and he, like, f- like, fly- like goes in the dealership and, like, flips around or whatever. Yeah. And, like, parks perfectly in, in the spot between the two cars. And
2: Bill and still thinks he's nailing it. Like, it's great. So <laughs> awesome.
1: Yeah, and he's like, so can I get that paperwork started? He's like, <laughs>
0: like... And then he's no like, no, idea. And he's
1: like, for you, I'll look out
0: for me. And he's like, for he you. Had, <laughs>
1: like,
2: <laughs> he has no idea he's inches from death. Like...
1: <laughs> and even later, whenever Harry finally pulls off the mask, he's like, "I haven't seen your faces." And he pulls off his mask because he wants him to see the face. And he's like, yeah. "You." He's like is still trying to like sell the car. Hey, you still so interested in the, man, in, the, in, the, in the car? Um, I, I, That's I, very committed. I, I
2: want to. also want to. I want to point out something as well because you know we like talk about like technical and trivia and stuff as well. But like Grant he- uh, Heslov is in the film. You know he plays like Tom Arnold, like like uh, like the more tech guy. And you know, as they tango away, the guy's amazing, and he 's become a huge huge producer in in Hollywood. The guy is phenomenal. I actually really wish he was I, and even when I was a kid, I think when I was a kid, he was my favorite character because he was just the kind of the goofy one and um, and him and Tom Arnold did really great together. I would have loved
1: more scenes with them together but like, totally and what he, what he that 's why like that sequel that never happened he 's one of those characters you really could have like would like to seen shine, but one thing I loved was he actually gets. Like, right before that, whenever, like, the, the the very culmination where the terrorists are in the building and they have Dana and the nuke, right? Yeah. And they're like, oh, we have a guy on the inside that cuts to the newsman and it's him. And they go up the stairs. And then right once after Dana steals the key, he, like, boom, boom, shoots all those guys. And he it's cool because he's a little, like, surprised because even he, though he's a tech guy, reasonably, he's trained to do these things, yeah, too. Yeah,
2: exactly. It's <laughs> just
1: his expertise is over here, but he's still – You know he doesn't get to exhibit those skills, so so he's got that muscle memory in him. But at the same time, he's like a little taken aback, and I love that he got one of those moments too. Yeah, because he was just the tech nerd character, but (laughs) giving him something else. And then they they played it in a way that was like very again that like comical but real yeah he, he he's, he's a great
2: it was a great character like a great supporting character and a great actor like the guy is phenomenal but like i mean the guy has he's a producer of argo uh good night and good luck the ides of march like he and the guy is a oh, god I, I mean leatherheads i love that film i freaking love leatherheads. Uh that's the one with it's the um George the football Co- one, right? Yeah, the George Clooney yeah, football, football one. <laughs> I don't even like football. But I love that movie. The monument You know the, that's like...
1: that's the movie because uh what's his the John Krasinski had to wear a wig on that season of The Office because he did that movie because he had to get like a nineteen fifties <laughs> haircut, but they wanted him to have oh, the, the gym right. haircut. Yeah. So he had to have a
2: wig. <laughs> oh that's amazing. But like this guy is so he's so good. I mean awesome producer and but like yeah he he he's a great actor and now, man, just, just making some good stuff. So I just want to point out, like, God, what a good film. And, what like, what a good cast and everything. Just, you know, I, I, I don't have many uh, qualms with this one, especially, like, compared to, like, other, like, action movies that came out, like, in the 90s. Like, I don't really like a lot, a lot of action movies from the 90s. They don't hold up to me at all. Like, Face Off, I cannot watch Air Force One. It, it's such a hard watch. Um... It's just it's so corny, and but
1: late like I like we said those are all late '90s action movies. This is the end right here. It's yeah. the end of the the good era of that kind of film, and then it just so, and then everything else like they tried to grab what the, this kind of film had, and nothing else quite
0: had it. I agree. Do you think do you think that they can make because I mean, I would say like True Lies like it works on so many different levels, and do you think that they can make an action movie like this that works this well? nowadays
2: no I mean, they tried with lethal weapon they have tried so many times um absolutely not i don't i don't think i don't i mean they tried with expendables too i mean expendables does, i mean that's have a little bit of comedy in it um i, don't, I like, mean expendables is
1: like almost though
2: the love letter it? yeah the it's way. like
1: an homage to these movies it, yeah like it's the love letter it's so it's a different category i i feel like though the, the, the what we the, this movie exists this movie exists as a superhero film today. That's really what it is. Yeah. That's the action comedy of today. That's Tony Stark quipping as he fights bad guys. That's really where this genre has gone. I think it's I agree. that's the action comedy today as a superhero movie. I mean, maybe there's Fast and Furious and stuff, but those really aren't that funny. <laughs> like, I mean I, you know.
2: I mean, I would say like maybe Bad Boys. I like Bad Boys one and two, and I'm I'm intrigued by the third one.
1: Well, those are, I mean, those are late '90s. though, so those are closer to this. The I mean, I was never a big fan of those, you know, but I, I like the idea. They're still kind of. Like, kinda... I, I kind of like the idea of
0: like comic book movies picking up the things that work in this movie, or like the '90s action films, and kind of appropriating it for comic book films. I like that idea. I think that's very interesting. Yeah, but
2: because because I mean, but, but, like, uh, but Bad Boys Three just came out last year and got good... I mean, I know a lot of people who really liked it. I mean, I, I haven't watched it yet because I just have I, I don't know. I just didn't really think about it. But, I mean, I, I want to and I, I, I...
1: There are some movies that are still out there. Will it be prominent? No. <laughs> the problem with... Yeah, the problem with Bad Boys 3 whether... I never liked really Bad Boys but the problem with it is it's a sequel to this other franchise. There's nothing yeah. new that exists other than comic book movies which themselves are based on something that's pre-existing what have you. So, I, I just feel like the closest is a comic book movie and I'm, i it's the industry goes in trends so comic book movies are super dominant and that'll at some point wane and maybe this genre comes back to the forefront more so yeah. but yeah you know, i don't think it's gonna happen
2: right now i mean i guess yeah because like th- this movie this is a weird it's it's a comedy action thriller honestly is what it is and it's kind of hard especially now for people to really do all of it like you have Hobbs and shaw which is also kinda of works, and I know I have a lot of friends who absolutely love that film. Um and also I know a lot of critics who really like that film as well. Uh I mean look at I mean, you know what? You might be right. There might, I mean Rapal, I mean, they it may still be alive with Fast and the Furious films. I was
1: the one who mentioned it. Don't give credit to oh, Paul. Oh you did? I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah, no,
2: that's <laughs> Sorry. Oh my Tyler, my Paul. My <laughs> Fast and Furious.
1: No, um, that, that, I don't know. those I are the closest, th- 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 but I think that those movies aren't nearly as funny. <laughs> oh, I don't case. know, man.
2: There's some banter in it. Like, I'm, I've, I honestly have only seen the second one. I've just heard from other people because
0: I mean, I mean compared man, I to this movie, I, mean, I think the most recent oh, film yeah. that, that's that's like this, I, I would say, is Hot Buzz. Um, yeah. And and maybe the Mission Impossible movies, like the
1: later ones. I mean, I would, but I, Hot
2: Fuzz is yeah, a comedy first, action movie second. And where this movie and I, is. And
1: I think the Mission Impossible movies are action movies first and comedies second if what, they're comedy. I don't think
2: there's any comedy. What? Wait, what Mission Impossible movies have y'all seen?
0: <laughs> I haven't seen it. I'm, I'm, saying, what, I'm saying, I'm seeing as, 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 in terms of like a good action movie. Oh, I would say the Mission Impossible movies. Wait, are, are you only certain. talking, no, but, are, you told, are you talking solely on action? Oh, someone
2: has action, on action. Comedy.
0: yeah. Action comedy. But action comedy, I would say Hot Fuzz is the most recent one. Okay. No. And that movie's 15 years oh, old. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. Mission Impossible <laughs>
2: Fallout is the best of the series. Oh, my God, do I love yeah. Mission Impossible Fallout. Uh, or just oh. all, I mean, I mean... I like I like everything that came after three. So all the new ones: Ghost Protocol, Fallout, and uh, whatever the other one's called. I mean, I love the movie. I mean, John Wick. Yeah, I'm sorry. How so, are we not talking action about action movies? John Wick is like my favorite tril. Is like one of my favorite trilogies of all time. Like I I I I need John Wick sixty seven mil- movies and and. I yeah, 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 gotta shows. stop
1: you. Gotta stop you. Is Kung Fu Panda. Action comedy,
2: yes, <laughs> a thousand percent.
1: It is a com, <laughs>
2: it is in a title, Kung Fu and Panda <laughs> equals comedy. So, yes, a that thousand is where percent. the
1: genre has gone, right there. That's there we it. go. No,
2: no, uh, no, the, the no, because there's comedy in John Wick as well. And John Wick is so cartoony. I'm sorry, John Wick <laughs> is carrying this genre thousand percent that's true that's, that's my true. Answer. you're right
1: I, I like i think so but i still say I, I don't like i think what i said with the superhero movies yeah that's still the primary place where you see oh john Wayne a lot of the, the tropes that you see in this movie you could take like this essential plot uh, and like King, throw and in iron man
2: kingsman as well lots of comedy in kingsman and it's Great films, both of them. That's another, yeah. That's another good example. So excited for the next one, but like, but yeah, I will say John Wick, Kingsman are probably the, and uh, you know, let, let's say Fast, let's just say Fast and Furious. Again, I've only seen Too Fast, Too Furious. That's the only one I've seen, so I, I would say that those are the three that are really carrying uh, action movie first, second, and comedy second, uh, yeah, comedy second films. Because like John John Wick is really wacky and out there, where it's just like a hotel. You know, a, to- a to- hotel for assassins. The all the all the homeless people are, are you know are in this whole like in this whole assassin ring. Like it's it's insane. I love it. God, I love John Wick. I can. I, oh, we need to do John Wick. I, I, seriously.
0: I mean, we can. We if you want. I really like the third one the most. Oh, actually. it's my absolute
2: favorite. I I actually yeah, it's three one two for me, and I still love two. Oh God, I love that trilogy. <laughs> God, you have no idea how much I love that trilogy. Then, like Edge of Tomorrow, God. Anyway, um, so with True Lies, this is like uh, to me a defining, and I would say probably one of the best action comedies of all time. Yes, I lo- and I love Hot Fuzz. I really, really do. But I-, I don't think Hot Fuzz is anything like where where it comes with like H- Hot Fuzz is it's different. Like it's
0: it's a comedy. It's it's yeah. a comedy that has action. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's- more comedy yeah. than in action, but I would say the closest thing to that balance of action comedy, I would say, is probably Hot Fuzz. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. So, um, and so, oh, here's here's one funny thing is like Tom Arnold at the time he was like going through a divorce with Roseanne, and uh, that line where he says, um, "Oh, she took everything, uh, even the ice trays <laughs> yes, from the freezer." The, who, the, who the that f- actually f- happened <laughs> to him? Seriously, <laughs> but actually, yeah, he actually told that to James Cameron, and James Cameron wrote that into the movie.
2: So that actually kind of makes me sad that Tom Arnold didn't uh, like ad-lib at all or like improv, like like. But I guess it is James Cameron who's very particular with his film and in his sets. So, but like that, that still kind of makes me.
1: I don't think you. Sad. I don't think you improv with Arnold <laughs> Schwarzenegger. You know what I mean? Uh, Tom Arnold is capable of improvising, but. When you're, with... no, I'm talking about Tom Arnold, not Arnold Schwarzenegger. I know, but I'm saying, I'm saying, oh. while Tom Arnold is capable of doing it, I don't think you you allow anyone to do it with Arnold Schwarzenegger because it would probably derail things a little bit. Just a guess. You just confuse him. <laughs> don't don't say
2: anything outside; it it confuses him. <laughs> <laughs> don't move too fast. I'm just kidding. Um...
1: <laughs> he would just stop, ask for a cigar, and just go sit in the chair and be like. Like point and like they get like in that look that he had at that dinner table sequence. He he'd probably look at Tom Arnold with that like, "Don't go off, don't go off script."
0: <laughs> like he just goes full Ron Burgundy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, quarantine videos like he basically does exactly that. He's smoking a cigar, he's
1: like little and donkey he's thing, little
0: key and key and stuff and stuff like that looks like exactly what you described. It's hilarious.
2: Oh man, I got, I I love I really love this film, and it, it's just one of those just movies when i watched when i was a kid and just freaking fell in love with it's just i think the comedy it works so well yeah there's a couple of you know points where you're just kind of like oh like like you know him getting hit in the balls but again 90s are so simple we thought everything was funny i mean oh yeah
1: and exactly like and i'm not it it doesn't ruin the movie it's just it's a little bit starts those moments are a little bit more over the top whereas before it was like a perfect balance and it's not bad by any means and it still works and I still enjoy it even watching it if I, but I feel like if I saw that in a movie today that it kind of started the way this one does and I saw that now I'm like oh really I'd be that kind of guy now I'm a little bit more forgiving because <laughs> you know, what this came out when I would have been about what 12? 12 year old yeah. me right in my wheelhouse
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> and I want to say I really like how uh, Aziz like how he went out he, like, rolls off the Harrier jet onto the missile. Yeah. And then he launches the missile at the helicopter. But That's through like the so building. Awesome. Not yeah. just at the helicopter, oh, yeah. through, through the, the building. building. <laughs> so amazing. Oh, my God. I love that so much.
2: It reminds me of, of the end of Kingsman. where Or not Kingsman. I'm so sorry. Of Kick-Ass. Where Mark Strong is attached to the rocket as well. Be, <laughs> oh, I think
0: it's, like, this is probably, like, the one of the best villain deaths of all, in, like, movie history
1: yeah I like it. It's, it's so like what, ridiculous. It's, it's like what's so ridiculously over the top, but yet it just somehow works. <laughs> yeah I mean I, and it's so weird because like I
2: never would have thought having Tom Arnold in a in a uh in an action movie, but then like I remember like him being like in cradle to the grave, where like, he just randomly pops up as like a mercenary, and I'm just like it is kind of like he, he reminds me so much of his character in this movie. But I guess I think it's just Tom Arnold being Tom Arnold, though. I don't like think he was acting. in some acting.
1: universe, it's like the same guy that was like, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> he works for the government. Now, he, now he owns it. Now he's selling tanks in the black market. No, but
0: <laughs> oh man. So, uh, so when the movie, I, I really like the way the movie ends with um, they're on a mission together, Harry and Helen. They're on a mission together, and they kind of uh, call back to the first yeah. scene when they do the tango, and then he Arnold does the same thing again. He's like. Oh hey, it's you, and they're like, Who's that guy? Yeah. <laughs> but I really like how they bookend or they end this movie with Harry and Helen doing the tango showing that they're in sync with each other and they're like they're very um in tune with each other, like the spy life. They started you know? and they, they started and out lying,
2: lying to each other and ended up being together.
1: Lying to it's everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but And uh <laughs> you know the interesting thing is like I so I always thought in this movie that Arnold was, or Harry, like the true, the, the lies that he's lying to himself, thinking that he could balance like that. He he could continue going on, uh, putting so much priority on his spy life over his family life. And that you got really there, deep w- there. And that his, 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 uh, family life wouldn't be affected. And, uh, it's funny in the early, in, in the early in the movie, um, he's like so um, on autopilot. Like he, uh, he's like dressing up, and then uh, Helen was saying something about uh, the the plumber wants to charge six hundred dollars, and oh, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, fine. And and uh, she's like, oh well, he he offered to knock off a hundred if I slept with him. And he's like, oh, that's great, honey. <laughs> yeah,
1: like he's like literally just going through the motions. This is what yeah, he's supposed she, to then, say. Yeah,
0: and I, I like that where he's just like not really in tune with this. He doesn't even know his the, his daughter's age. You know, like, Tom Arnold has to remind him that she's 14. Like, he's just, like, so out of tune with his family life. And I like how it's, like, you don't really know about the, um, uh, that sort of affair that Helen's having until Harry finds out.
2: Yeah. You
0: know? And so, I, I just... I know the whole structure of the movie just really well done. And you have a lot of great character moments. And, uh... You know, this whole thing kind of comes together, like Activia. Yeah. No? And
2: uh, also, that song. The
0: Yogurt? I, lo- I love <laughs> Yeah. Because <that. laughs> <James laughs> Curtis, yeah, I just had to throw that in the Activia. Oh. You know, yeah.
1: She's
0: the Are they a person. sponsor yeah. for
1: the podcast uh, now? So it's,
0: a, uh, <laughs> you know what? Swing and a miss. We're going to miss. <laughs> We're um, going to
1: sell. Activia is <laughs> going to get, like, they're, they're going to get a bump in yogurt sales when people hear this podcast now (laughs) i
2: will will say that song though every time i hear it i just think of this movie and i love it i love that song the classic song uh, the the tango song (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs)
0: <laughs> you can take the to song and have true and while. every
1: time you hear it you, you want to do like that abrupt turn of the head yeah. and like your shoulders tense and you, you know you, you feel that in your body you just want to do that you want to dance like that
2: yeah exactly <laughs> every day every day I wake up you
1: want to grab your Tyler you want to grab my Tyler and just whoa, dance whoa,
0: whoa. <laughs> just tango together <laughs> do that tango so um you guys have any final thoughts on true lies it's great it's a Great
2: film, I recommend it. I, I What if,
1: what if I was lying about everything that I said about how I feel about this movie? Um, that's a. What bad, if those were the true lies?
2: And and that's the reason why you're not my Josiah.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: that's either really, really, really clever or really, really stupid. I'm not going to say which. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. Don't do don't bullshit me. Don't don't
2: bullshit me. Okay. <laughs> Oh, um, I,
1: I, I, just, it's, it's just a fun movie to revisit that I haven't watched in a very long time, That at the time in the nineties, I probably watched it a dozen times. It was a f- frequent rental kind of thing. It was one of probably one of the first R rated movies that I was actually allowed to watch. <laughs> like if I wanted in my, at least in my world, like that was one of the few, I was allowed to watch predator when oh, I was wow. pretty young that's, because we're related, that's a violent movie. Because we were related to uh, Shane Black, who was, who was in it. So we're like, hey, this guy's family, so you can watch his chest get blown open, <laughs> basically. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was like one of the first R-rated movies that... I mean, it and it's like a soft R, if anything, compared to some other movies. But it was... Uh, it's a it's a fun movie to watch again after uh, quite a long time, I'll say that. <laughs>
0: I, I have to agree. I, I think it's just one of those like a classic action movie that it just it's always fun to rewatch it. And uh, I remember when I was a kid I had it on VHS and every once in a while I would watch it and the the weird thing to me is like this is such a great movie and it's not even out on a Blu ray or anything like that. Is it really? Not? Yeah not even it's just on D V D. It like came out on D V D uh like I don't know, over a decade ago. I, like, I have the D
2: V D that's so weird. Yeah. It's a James it was, uh, I would just uh, think uh, that James Cameron would put every single one of his movies on Blu-ray like like 1000%.
0: Like weirdly this is like a really popular film that's kind of a hidden gem in a way.
1: no, I think it's a t- movie that gets a lot of TV play too, though. Hmm. Like it oh, yeah. it's you still it's one of those Saturday afternoon movies that'll be on you kind of find it. I think that. It's obviously yeah. straight like it was on HBO, right? Where we will currently yeah, we've watched it. It's so it's, it's, I think it's, it's, it's readily available in that sense. I feel like you'd find it frequently sort of on, it's one of those movies that'll just get TV play on a rat, you know, those random kind of days. So I'm guessing but, that's sort I of know. what, it, because the thing is, it's the, the market for any physical media is dwindling significantly. So that's why this movie might not. In the, in a sense, warrant a release because I mean, like. Although like you think James Cameron would be like, I want good sort of transfers of my films to preserve the quality in different media. But I can see I can also see why it doesn't exist in that way. Yeah. just where things are going technology wise. Yeah, I can imagine. Like I don't know. Interesting. Real quick though, before I forget, it was actually one of the last films that had like a wide release in 70 millimeter.
0: So oh, that wow. was it.
1: Was one of the last films in that. So
0: that's crazy which would have
1: been probably gorgeous to see it that way so like this you know to see like just this action movie just absolutely consume you in 70 millimeter just be awesome
0: didn't they
1: do that for the uh hateful eight they they released uh but like wide release 70 millimeter this was one blast
2: i i there's a lot of things about this movie that i love um like I, i i think that i think that that um helen uh tasker or um jamie Lee curtis's character is, is so empowering and awesome i i love i I love her and like i love the fact that like you know I, i'm looking at some of the quotes and stuff like that and, and you know she said in interviews and she still says it today that this is that this was her favorite on screen or favorite production uh or sorry the or the greatest experience of my professional life so far and like to me that that's just that's awesome and that like and this this movie really does show like the growth and does it really really well I also like i want to say i i like the terrorists in the movie I like how they're just not so cartoony or just so like blatantly racist in and anything like i I just think like they're like like what we were saying like they weren't even we don't know if they're anything we just know that that they were just you know middle eastern that that's all we know there was no other bullshit about it they just wanted to do something and that's pretty much and like you know that's me it's good i like it i like it's 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 something i can watch today and not cringe over and be like how racist or terrible the 90s were (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah i mean if
1: it were if it were made today even if they were portrayed the same way it would be viewed differently but they weren't portrayed in some over-the-top kind of stereotypical way so it kind of makes it okay but i feel like if this exact movie were released today with terrorists portrayed that way it would not absolutely play well yeah but but it, it, it was different you can't you can't deny that it was a different time like and unfortunately, but the world very much changed. You know, suppose yeah. September 11th, it did. It's just yeah, a fact. Yeah. I mean, they didn't make the sequel for that reason.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, I think James Cameron said something like along the lines where t- uh, you know, terrorists just weren't funny anymore because it was viewed differently. And he wasn't yeah. trying to make light of it. He was trying to say we, it was a different thing. Terrorists were just movie get bad guys that yeah. and, could be whatever. Yeah. It wasn't about – for in, if, from his point of view, it wasn't about their race. These ones happened to be – Middle Eastern terrorists. Yeah. They could have been German terrorists. Could have, like he he said, they were almost um very close to being like IRA, you know, the Irish uh, revolutionary. There was almost, that was going to be the terrorist group. They just kind of went in this direction and not. Yeah, again, it,
2: it, it, exactly. And that's what, but that's what I'm saying though, is like, it's like, without, it's, without it's trying
1: not... to sound like I'm being an apologist for potentially racially profiling, but you have to understand the tenor of the time as well. When you judge something like this,
2: I I I, I watch this movie just thinking these are just a group of bad bad guys. Like it had nothing to do with their ethnicity, where they came from, or anything whatsoever. And in the movie, they don't say anything about religion. They don't say anything about anything else. It's just they're just like, hey, we're pissed off, and we're the, we... the
1: closest. The closest thing is their name being Crimson Jihad. It does have jihad in it, which does have a religious implication. But that would be yeah, it. but so. I mean,
2: that's also a regional thing, but I mean, uh, yeah, but that's what I'm saying though. It's like, you're not having the dialogue and they're not like doing these stupid shots. Like a lot of the, like a lot of movies nowadays do where they're just, they're planning on and like where they focus so much on like, like what the whole, like what the meaning of the terrorist group is where this one is just kind of like, Hey, these guys are pissed off and they want to do this and a spy is stopping them and that's it. It's not diving into it to show how stereotypical they are. Yeah, and no matter what, to be fair,
1: it is still, sorry to cut you off, but it is an action comedy. (laughs) Like, when you go too deep on it, it kind of derails that. (laughs) I think the real
0: world implications of, like, a terrorist organization would have taken you out of the film and, like, you would lose that balance of, like, the action comedy. And so That's
2: what makes me lose a lot of them. Like, that's why, like, with Iron Man did the same thing. Like, they're just... Pissed off. They just want their, you know, these, these people just they, they. The whole thing was they think they're right and they want their co- and they want to take over. They want to take over their country and that's it. Like, like that. Like in these guys right here, they go. They had a mission and they just wanted to do it. No other things. Nothing else. Nothing else stereotypical. And I like that. And that's what I, that, I, I'm just saying. Like, what, because we're talking about recommend, recommending it to people and stuff like that. I I recommend this movie because it's not doing things that a lot of other movies have done very poorly and that this, I think that this movie does and, age well.
0: And I regard. think a lot of it has to do with like John James Cameron. Like he has really good instincts yeah. for action and, and writing and, and staging representation. Action. So what was that in representation? I think. Yeah, exactly. And so, um, yeah, I just, I think just James Cameron is just very adept as a, as a filmmaker, uh, as a, as a director And, uh, yeah, I just, I, I love this movie so much and I really enjoyed watching it again after all these years. And, uh, you know, um, I don't know who recommended this movie. I, I, I did. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good choice. I make
1: up for, uh the recommendation will, these will be released apart from each other, but this the back-to-back Tyler recommended sucker punch and true lies. So he wanted <laughs> us to suffer. There. And then he's like, I'll make it up for you guys.
2: Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I, want, I wanted to pick, It was like, like this or the town and I would love to do the town eventually as well.
0: Yeah. We always have time. We can, we can do that. <laughs> sure. We have time. Well, um, yeah, I just want to close this out. Uh, anything else you guys want to mention before we, we go.
2: Um, let's tango.
1: <laughs> you can dance with my Tyler.
2: It's <laughs> well, your Tyler. You can dance. It's not my Tyler. To? Yeah. It's, I, <laughs> um, I, I miss I, wanna... I miss old James Cameron. Is what, I guess is one thing I want to say. I miss old James Cameron. What was that? I miss old James Cameron.
1: You mean the James Cameron in the bathroom scene? Like
0: yeah, a thousand percent. Old,
1: old James Cameron. I, no, I know what you mean though. I, Making I, a bad I, joke. I agree with like, you. I miss I miss the James Cameron.
0: Of, like, the Terminator 2, Aliens, like, Titanic days. Like, I miss that, James Cameron.
1: Avatar 2 through 20 is going to be all action comedies, so we're good. <laughs> it's like a buddy cop just, movie. It's going to hey, be a buddy cop it, movie. It, Schwarzenegger's in Avatar 2, and that'll <laughs> totally redeem it for me, but... And it'll be kind of like Planet of the Apes-ish, so we'll get to see what that would have been like. Wait, is he cool. really cool. in it, or are you joking? No, I'm joking. I'm oh, joking.
2: I was like, is he really in it? Because I would actually be way more excited for Avatar 2. GTA, oh, yeah, me too. Arnold. Same Come
1: here, if, he, if I found that he, out. Look forward to it. Yeah, if he had the money, Because I, I would just love... I'm him looking now. Him. He's not. James Cameron? <laughs> if, well, he's, if he would be in it, though, they would probably, like, wait to spring that on you. Well, I don't know. Maybe, Or they would market the heck out of it. I don't know which way they'd go with that. I mean, when is Avatar 2 coming out anyway, like...
0: 2030? I mean I, think I know
2: that everything's pushed back right now though.
1: Production was uh they were in production I think and they had to stop because of uh, COVID. I'm pretty sure. So they were actually in production and It's supposed to yeah, come out who to, uh, knows. It's
2: supposed to come out next year and then every 2 years is a different
0: one. Okay, well, no no thanks. Um <laughs> But here's
1: the thing, when they're brilliant and they're amazing movies and listening back and it's like, yeah, just keep making, we're going to like do all podcasts about how great the Avatar sequels are.
2: (laughs) Again, I don't dislike Avatar 1. I really don't. It's just kind of like, all right, like it's to me, it's the savior of of sci-fi, in my honest opinion. I think it really finally made sci-fi, it normalized sci-fi again. And I think it actually kind of helped pave the way. Of like Thor and even our just our superhero movies as well,
1: and just the most amazing three D film too. Yeah. Like, oh God, that three D like that and the Hugo 3D just spectacular. That like, and Hugo the, truly yeah like brilliant, brilliant three D film. Yeah, that and Hugo
2: are the only two three D films yeah, that yeah. I uh, that I was like wowed by.
1: Oh, well, one other for me, Life of Pi. I don't know if you saw Life of Pi. Never in 3D. saw Life of Pi. It I, was actually and in in those films, Is that I like the whale or whatever. Or no, <laughs> it's the tiger. It's a tiger on the boat. Oh, tiger! That's right. Um,
2: I really hated the book, so I did not watch the movie. It's just because I hated the book.
1: um, The the film in in three D was just it's spectacular because either the isolation of the boat, just you you almost feel like everything's coming around. Like it's it's very immersive.
2: And I'll also say, like I mean, you know, Avatar has, has a special place in my heart because it was a phenomenal panel at Comic Con. So
0: it was, it was, it was like one of the best Comic Con panels. Ever, it, it was like was he like was... my time going to Comcot. It was really well done, and and, and, thing, and he but... he was he went in the depth of things
2: like I never thought. Like he just he said things that he just everybody really wanted to hear. Like you know, a lot of play- people just go out there and I they just give out showed... their bullshit, you know, already pre written answers, and then that's he it.
0: Showed forty minutes of the movie, yeah, like forty minutes of the finished movie in three D, yeah, and like you could just. I mean, he... I remember that panel so well. And
2: he talked about like the whole Gollum ridiculous. thing as well, like and that was awesome. That? It's so interesting.
0: What was to say again?
2: When he was talking about like Gollum, the whole story about Gollum and the, how like the script was written years ago, and he put it in a in a drawer, and like he saw Lord, of, like that was when he first revealed and started talking about the impact of Lord of the Rings on him.
1: Oh yeah, Avatar, yeah yeah yeah. yeah. He had it forever yeah. and sat on it until, and then he That's realized, oh, thing. I can do this now. That's yeah.
0: the thing with Avatar. Like I admire the passion of that movie. I just don't really admire the final product. Yeah. Like, I think the final product is, is lesser Cameron, in my opinion.
1: I don't know. I disagree with that. But this isn't about Avatar, to be yeah. fair to. Yeah. Oh, I know. Okay. So, yeah, but, Avatar but, but, edition. I, I, yeah, we definitely obviously need to talk about Avatar. Uh, quick little Avatar nugget Tom Arnold, was the
2: f- Tom Arnold's Na'vi was really awkward, I thought. I, I didn't like his Na'vi form. I thought it was really weird when Tom, yeah. Arnold, when, when Tom Arnold became a Na'vi. I thought it was just a little too much. He, he was. I think, I think he was playing around with his hair, just a little too much. I'm just kidding. That was a joke and disgusting.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to say something sweet. Uh, my sweet avatar moment, though, was it was the first film that Judy and I saw after getting married. So that is it's special oh. for that reason, if nothing else, for me. So I also got food poisoning right after that. So
0: <laughs> you can play. You know I want to end on a, a heartwarming note because I like that story. So there you go. <laughs> Let's end on that note. And uh thank you guys for joining us for Pop Morse's film. Uh Tyler, do you want to Thank you
2: so much for listening. And you can check out all of our shows and offerings on the com and all of our podcasts are available on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, Stitcher, and any podcast app. If you can't find us, please let us know. Also, our music has been provided by carlisle Laurent. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all this stuff. I stream on Twitch. We also have our YouTube channel where we have a bunch of stuff for you guys to get, uh for you guys. And uh Josiah, where can they find you? Find me on
1: YouTube as well. Josiah is right. W R I T E. Perfect. And, and uh, I will be here. All right. I <laughs> will <probably laughs> be lurking in a corner like,
0: like Gollum or a Navi a or Tom again. Arnold. Tom Arnold yeah. Navi. I'll be in the van. I'll be what in you... the van. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> yeah.
1: Paul will be the guy in the van, or he'll be waiting for my Tyler or his my,
0: Tyler. His yeah. Tyler, just, While you guys are tangling, I'll be like, I've been here for 15 years. My, <laughs> no, it's my, it's my Tyler. Um complaining uh, about Avatar sequels
1: we haven't even seen yet.
0: <laughs> I know, right? We're such a special version of nerd that we're like complaining <laughs> about stuff that's like not... I mean just normal nerds then. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: Like... We're Twitter. Alrighty. And uh, yeah, again, thanks for listening in, you guys. Have a great week and GGG.
1: What's on the silver screen? I got some takes you wouldn't believe. I'm old. I'm
0: old. I'm old. I'm old.
1: Grand Geek the Gathering.